I should probably own up and take responsibility for this hiatus. Uh, it's been firmly on me, man. I pre- I appreciate it. I apologize for it. I don't appreciate it. That's hey, the A word. It's no big deal. We're both busy guys, man. We have tight schedules. Yeah, for any of our loyal listeners, we thank you for bearing with us. We both have insane schedules. And sometimes I just gallivant around the world for a while. Well, see, for me, it was just a tough time because I you know, took shrooms and went to the Anne Frank house. I didn't realize that was a bad That's idea. A, you're going to have a bad trip, man. Trust me. You're not the only guy I've heard say that. You probably can't name drop him, can you? That might implicate uh, a real life person. I'm really tempted to. Nah, Oof. man, because then if you bring him in for one of your shows, he's subject to arrest. I mean, sure, it happened outside the country. Who knows when? The statute of limitations yeah, might have happened run, in but... Amsterdam. It didn't happen in the United States. So we're not saying, I'm not, I'm not admitting any wrongdoing in front of a officer uh, of the law. Come on, it'll get him stopped by both the TSA and Border Patrol. No, you don't want that smoke. Okay, I won't say the name. I won't say the name. But yeah, Pete, when I was in Amsterdam a, a month or two ago, I may or may not have posted a photo that I, I guess in which my eyes looked dilated, like very dilated. Your pupes looked big? Well, it was 5 a.m. and I took a picture at a bus stop and yeah, it was pitch black outside. There was a very little bit of light. So my eyes were super dilated and it was a great picture. I looked awesome, but apparently I tie on mushrooms. Don't people know that's normally where you sleep when you travel, by the way? A bus like, stop? All, yeah. All this is just very normal. Yeah, but not like a full bus stop. Just one of the coverings. Like where you, there's not even places to buy tr- like bus tickets. So not the actual terminal. You're not, you're not terminal rich. I'm not talking about a station. I'm talking about a stop. Big difference. When you travel, I bet people get kicked out of those pretty routinely. The stations? No, the actual covered benches. You know, I bet it happens a lot, but I've never noticed it. But obviously, a lot of transients do try and sleep in those things, especially when it's raining. I don't know, but I empathize with them. Because you, too, sleep outside in the rain? I've only slept outside while traveling a handful of times. And I've never been harassed when sleeping outside. I've been harassed for sleeping in terminals and airports. When you slept with the queen once. I did, and she just let it happen. Didn't fight it. It was fine. A lot of security at Buckingham Palace, too. It must not be anything out of the ordinary. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to have... Oh, Billy Regal, when he listens, he's going to be pissed at you. Uh, he might have, He might respect the game. He might understand, man. He grew up in England. He knows how the queen is. She lets anyone sleep in her palace. He's probably had to turn in the Oval Office or whatever the Queen's equivalent yeah, of that the, is. Yeah, what's the English term for the Oval Office? <laughs> He's had to turn in the throne room. The di- yeah, the diagonal room. Yeah, for anyone who uh, doesn't recall that story, I did fall asleep outside Buckingham Palace one time. That's how where I slept once. But it was fine. You didn't die, so it worked out. Yeah, no one accosted me or anything. And, and when I sleep, I use a lot of my stuff as a pillow, and I keep all my valuables like tucked inside my jacket and inside my shirt and chest, so it's all good. Plus, not a lot of people know this about you. Shortly after your plane touches down, you go to like two spots, right? First is the dispensary, yeah. and then the second is the gun shop. Yeah, it depends where I am. But this time I went to Amsterdam. Obviously, it was dispensary, red light district, then guns afterward. It's hard to get guns other places. Really easy to get guns here. But that's a story for another day, Pete. Is it? Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, we need to be talking about this stuff now. It is pretty pertinent to talk about this stuff right now. But I'm talking about Amsterdam today. So I went to Amsterdam, and the premise of this story is I took that picture with my eyes looking dilated, and one of my Italian friends that I met in Finland at the end of last year totally sent me a message making a joke about me being high on mushrooms. And then he said, whatever I do, don't go to the Anne Frank Museum tripping on mushrooms. It'll be a bad trip. 
why is that the default with Amsterdam? I would get hash or weed, but it's like, oh, shrooms, I can well, tell. That's that's the thing. I don't think it is a default. I think weed is the thing you automatically assume. Everyone I've told about going to Amsterdam automatically said something about weed. He was the only one that said mushrooms, which lets me know he's been to Amsterdam. Is that their major export? I don't know, but apparently it's a pretty prevalent thing and it's okay. And I'm going to do mushrooms at some point. Is it okay? Yeah, honestly, I hear that microdosing mushrooms is great for solving the chemical imbalance for depression. I was mostly meaning in Amsterdam. Oh, yeah, I think it's okay. I think they let it happen. Great. They let weed happen. However, I did learn that weed isn't as free in Amsterdam as people think. Uh, It's legal to buy and sell, but apparently you can't grow it which leads to a lot of illegal growing and then a lot of importing from warmer climates like Spain. It actually isn't great for the economy or the people. I don't think that growing in general is because it's not like being in the Midwest where you've got these huge fields full of corn. If you're going to grow weed, it's indoors and it's hydroponics. It takes a lot of like resources and a lot of electricity. Mm-hmm. And then you can't really store that money in a bank. So it just sits in a safe. So it doesn't actually stimulate the economy so the weed business only helps due to taxes but if uncle sam would allow you to deposit all of your weed earnings in a bank mm-hmm. and like reinvest it in those fashions we'd probably be doing better it actually might help yeah now, also there are great studies about how colorado's economy actually hasn't benefited from marijuana because then now there's just a whole new like crew of like um crimes and stuff yeah so actually it's offset completely that being said, it should probably be legal everywhere anyway. Yeah, I, I think one or the other is probably the way to go. Either you can't or just everyone can. But my friend who's named after a car that I won't name went to Amsterdam in mushrooms, apparently. Ah, uh, Steve Maserati. Maserati. That's it. I like that name, actually. I'm going to tell him he should go by Steve Maserati. So I went to Amsterdam, and that was sweet. First time I've ever been there, Pete. Country number 20 for me. And I went there to coach at wrestling school, and that's it. I didn't even have a show. And I had a few days in between Spain and Finland. I had like five, six days, right? I was going to split my time between Amsterdam and Brussels, Belgium. And I kind of just went into Amsterdam thinking, I'll be here one to four days. No big deal. The only thing I have to worry about is getting to Brussels because I have a flight from Brussels to Helsinki in like five, six days. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play by ear on this one Sunday. I'm coaching a wrestling school. That's all I know. Why Sunday? They only train on Sundays. But that's God's day. Not in Netherlands. What day is God's day there? I don't think they have God there. Yeah. I don't think they're real big on it. They seem very free-spirited. Yeah. Or any day you can do mushrooms, I guess you can meet God. It's a fair point. Just don't visit Anne Frank's house. Yeah, don't go there. Show some... And also, just you gotta show that respect, man. Yeah, dude. I didn't even think about it from that perspective. It kind of makes you a dick. Or it means he experiences it a lot harder than most people. And therefore, when he went back to Italy, his mind was even more open and he was more of a humanitarian. Like he experienced a little bit of the horror. We should probably change the subject. Yeah, it's very sobering, which is the opposite of Amsterdam. Nice. That's it. Boom. So uh, I got into Amsterdam, uh, met up with a masked wrestler named Tingua. And I should say, so I got into Amsterdam immediately. I want to get a workout in. So I walked like 25 minutes across town to try and find an F45, which if anyone doesn't know, it's a gym I work at here. So I went there. Can you get in for free? Uh, 
So that's another thing. I was hoping that anywhere I traveled that had one, they would just let me in for free as um, courtesy, courtesy to a trainer, right? Because we let trainers and members from other F45s who are traveling into ours for free, but I know they don't in tourist cities. So in like Nashville, they don't. And in those cities where there's tourists all the time, they don't let people in because they'll take up too many spots. But obviously, we don't have to worry about that in Fishers so much. So I was like, all right, well, hopefully they'll be cool with it. So I walked to a F45 in Amsterdam, and the walk across the city was great. Amsterdam is gorgeous. Pretty much anywhere you look is a canal. I, I took pictures of 100 different canals because, in theory, the city should be underwater. It's below sea level, and there's barricades and canals and everywhere to keep the water outside the city or tamed inside the city. Uh, so, but I didn't only I didn't put up that many pictures of the canals because they, after a while, all look the same. But they're all gorgeous. Pretty sure that's some sort of like waterist, bro. All canals are different. All, ca- all canals look the same. And I got to the F45, what I thought was 20 minutes before a class started. And then they let me know that the internet lies and they don't have an 1130 class anymore on Saturdays. So I couldn't work out. But then they, they told me, hey, I mean, you should come back Sunday or Monday and come work out. Now, they didn't clarify if they're going to let me work out for free or not. So I was a little worried. I was preparing to pay an exorbitant drop-in fee, but I was really hoping they'd let me work out for free. Two days later, they did let me work out for free, though. I went to their 615 class. It was really cool, and they let me work out for free. So that was dope. And that didn't happen in Brussels. They wanted me to pay 30 bucks a day, or 30 euros a day, which is $35. And I wasn't going to do that. That's yeah, 45 is not worth $35 a day? Is that what you're saying? It's not. It's not worth $35 a day. I'm sorry. It's worth the expensive uh, monthly charge that it is, but $35 a day, it is not. Uh, so I did that. Uh, then I went and chilled this coffee shop around the corner. It was called the School of Life. It was like coffee shop or a cafe? Coffee shop. Big. There's a coffee shop and then there are cafes in Amsterdam. You go to coffee shops for coffee and books. You go to cafes for gange. So I went to a coffee shop. Hung out for a while. Uh, got a hold of this wrestler dude, Tingwa. Uh, he showed up eventually, but Pete on all his social media, I only ever saw him with a mask on. He never breaks kayfabe. He is always in character on the stuff he posts. I had no idea what he looked like. I had no idea the real size of the guy either, but this dude comes up to me, baseball cap, uh, smoke a cigarette and just like with his girlfriend. He's like, Hey, what's up, man? I'm such and such. He said his name and I totally didn't hear it. So it wasn't until I was getting ready to leave the Netherlands that I actually heard his actual name. So you learned how to say brother in Dutch in preparation for this? I wish I'd learned how to say brother in Dutch so I could have called all of the students their brother. There's probably an equivalent. I wonder if the translation is brother. If you brother first, do you get the upper hand? Oh, absolutely. It's a power play. It's manipulative. Yeah, if you brother someone first, it gives you the upper hand. Yeah. So, Metapatengwa, uh, dope dude. Uh he went and showed me around the city for a while. Uh, he showed me the red light district, Pete, which obviously everyone wants to see when they go to the Netherlands. But then we realized COVID killed the red light district, man. It makes sense. Does it? Yeah. I mean, if you can't touch people or be around people unmasked, sex for money doesn't work. I mean, you just have to keep your faces covered. It's probably fine. Hey, man, I I, I don't know, but apparently the sex... Uh, tra- the sex trade was killed with COVID. So it went from babes to jiggles. Is that what you're saying? It's just, co- it just yeah. shouldn't even be there. Anymore. The only place with prostitutes and windows was not the a club. It was like the C or D club. 
Yeah, if you're an indie person that's gone to strip clubs, it was the Babes or the Harem House. It wasn't Brad's Brass. Just saying. And that's not really a very high bar. The Brass is okay. Like, the Brass is pretty solid. But it's not making your top five. If you're going to Amsterdam, you want the Brass. You don't want Babes. And it was Babes. It's terribly unfortunate. Comment your favorite indie gentleman's club in the comments. So you had to remain celibate throughout all of Amsterdam? Yeah, I mean, I'm, that wasn't going to be the thing I was into either. It's funny, though. I told my buddy, I was like, he's like, oh, yeah, if you want to stop him you know, going anywhere specific. I was like, no, nah, man, I'll come back later. And he's like, yeah, sure you will, huh? And I was like, oh, I didn't mean that. But whatever you think, man. Uh, and then he did tell me. You, uh, the, you yeah. operate like that a lot. It's like, yeah, no, whatever they think happened, happened. Yeah, that's really fine. no, but whatever. Yeah, I don't care. Assume that's fine. Maybe it just gives you cooler stories about me later. Uh, and then he also told me about all the thrift stores uh, in Amsterdam. So he took me to some sweet thrift stores. And he told me one of the things that's real big there, Japanese baseball jerseys. But of course, why wouldn't it be? I don't know. I don't know why it would or wouldn't be, but it is. Is Amsterdam a sports town? I don't think they have that many sports, man. Although... I will say, I do know a girl that played pro soccer in the Netherlands for a year in Eindhoven. So that's pretty cool. Which is right near... uh... It didn't Mm -hmm. work. What? Usually when you're talking about a place, even if you have no idea where it's at, to get the buy-in, somebody says, oh, yeah, I was uh, was in Westfield. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's right by... uh..." Carmel, yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. That whole work. Yeah, sorry about that. so we went into a thrift store and there were a bunch of Japanese baseball jerseys and Pete, I found the right one. I found a jersey for my favorite Japanese baseball team. The Hiroshima Carp. Looks like a Reds jersey, except it says Carp. There's no actual fish on there. It just says Carp. I don't think there was a fish on there. But yeah, just Carp. Because when I was in Hiroshima and wrestled in Hiroshima, I loved that the city was, um, what is the word I'm looking for? overwhelmed by the amount of baseball related stuff that was all Cincinnati Reds logo, but said carp. Is that why you got the carp tattooed on your wrist? It's exactly why it's because of my favorite baseball team, the Hiroshima carp. Yeah. Cause a carp is a koi and it's just a cuter way to say that. I don't know why you wreck it. It's just like Blake's tramp stamp. Yeah. Which is also a koi. It's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, no one's looking at it anyway. Uh, so uh, he shows me around for a while. That was real cool. Um, also, man, I got I to gotta say this. I got to be honest. Part of my decision to stay in Amsterdam for only two days, though, Pete, most expensive hostel I've ever stayed in. $13.99 a night? $14. It was $53. <laughs> but your boy doesn't like paying more than 20 bucks a night for a hostel. Especially when you got carp jerseys to buy. I can't believe I didn't buy it. I'm so pissed now. They had a website. I would try and find it and I would order it and I would pay the $40 shipping. Whereas I could have paid $40 for it in person. I'm an idiot. Wait, it cost $40. I think it was 35 euros and dang it. I should have bought it, but it was toward the beginning of my trip. And I'm always weird about spending money at the beginning of my trip. Well, it's because you hadn't located a bus bench yet. Have you? You hadn't found your covered bus bench and you knew you were 53 bucks a night in. What were you going to do? If I could have found anywhere else to stay for $0 a night, I would have felt okay about spending $40 on a Hiroshima carp jersey. Your hostel had, what, a pool and three meals a day? 
I, it had nothing. At least I was one person in a four person room and there were no other people. So I had my own room alone. That's how you knew it was a work. Everyone else found the good place to, to spend their evening. You <sighs> overpaid. There are only so many hostels and this was, was the cheapest one. Ugh. What's an expensive hostel normally get Rough you? city. Uh, I mean, expensive hostel. Um, maybe there's an access to a laundry. There's a kitchen. Maybe there's free breakfast. But you're still looking at under 30 bucks a night. You're still looking at 25 bucks a night. Did you get any breakfast? No. I wish. That's rough, man. I had to go down the road to the Spar, the convenience store. No Waffle House? No Waffle House in Amsterdam. Uh, but there are Aldi's. So that was cool. Aldi's everywhere in Europe. Trendy as hell. Yeah, they're great. So uh, there was a cool hostel. Don't get me wrong. I think it's called the Stay Okay. The Stay Okay Amsterdam. So they know that they're average. Yeah, it was okay. The Stay Okay Vondel Park. I do remember it was Vondel Park. Because it was right next to Vondel Park, which is a park. That story only gets better. It's right next to Vondel Park, which, you know, is a grocery store. I don't know what Vondel. very misleading. I don't know what Vondel means. Oh, it's uh, actually Fondle to them. You go there to get groped. Oh, okay. It is close to the red light district. Fondle Park. I like it. Makes sense. I'm trying to think. Uh, what else, man? Yeah, what else did I do? Oh, yeah. Once again, uh, most people, coffee in one hand, cigarette in the other. Co- smoking looks real cool again. Thought about smoking again. Did your boy wear his mask while he was out? Nah, he didn't. He did break some kayfabe. Did break a little kayfabe, but he kept sunglasses and a hat on and often a cigarette in his mouth. But how would you be recognized if you always wore a mask? You wouldn't unless you broke kayfabe and he didn't. He's the man. Pose with any photos that you'll never put online or pose with him for photos. that will never. Oh, did I take a photo with him? No, I think the only photo I got with him was with him and his whole training academy and he had the mask on. He keeps it with him for photos and everything and for training because he let me take some videos of some cool stuff I could teach my students. And he made sure to put the mask on for the videos too. smart dude. Also, uh, I've been really into Ted Lasso the last couple months. And in that show, they have a Dutch guy, which Dutch means from the Netherlands, not from Denmark. People think that all the time. There's a Dutch guy on there who's super honest and blunt. And someone's like, no, 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 he's not being a dick. He's just being Dutch. That's how the Dutch apparently are. They're very blunt. So this dude, Tingwa, said a lot of hilarious stuff. And I thought, oh, man, this dude's just real blunt. Like, for example, one of the things, uh, actually, I guess I won't, no, I won't go into too much into wrestling on that. But one of the things he did tell me was that he was at this huge show in uh, Hungary or Germany. And all these dudes were doing really insane stuff. And he did what we call a house show dive, which in our business is a very like kind of safe jump out of the ring over the ropes onto the person. It's dangerous. Is it ever safe though? Because the crowd never moves, from what I understand. Dude, you could be, you could take a gun, point it at the crowd, and start firing, and they won't move. So if a dude's jumping out of the ring, the crowd still doesn't move, and they get hit and they get pissed and wonder why. It's your fault, though. It is their fault. No, no, I mean your fault. Oh, yeah, as the performer, you should be more considerate. Yeah, that's true. That's our fault. Also, you should make sure not to hit the fans. You will get sued. I have gotten sued before. For fighting through the crowd. And apparently someone knocked a chair into the ankle of the guy next to them. And the guy said he had a broken ankle. And they called an ambulance and made a scene. He was lying. They had it on videotape him walking around 20 minutes after the fact. And it got thrown out. But he still sued me. What do you mean he was lying? Either 
he's a liar or you're not swole. I mean, are you saying you're not strong enough to hit a chair into his leg and break it? I mean, they, they said another uh, another patron in moving away from me moved their chair and it hit his ankle. But it's my fault that happened because I was fighting through the crowd. Yeah. So it shattered his ankle. But then somehow he was walking around the next 20 minutes during intermission. He got a hot dog, sat back down. And then mysteriously after the show, the pain sat in and he had to fall down and call the ambulance. He had to struggle his way to the concessions to get the hot dog for that good clean protein so he could try and repair it. Yeah, he was trying to heal within the next hour. Didn't work out though. Well, you knew he could find some creatine. So he had the building blocks, the protein and the creatine. They were going to fuse together and save his life. Yeah, but they didn't. He's dead now. He tried to sue me. It was bull, man. Uh, so, but one of the things was, Dingwa mentioned how he did a house show dive, which to all the cool kids on the independent scene now isn't dangerous enough because everyone else's dangerous jumps out of the ring, super dangerous ones. And someone's like, hey, man, why'd you only do a house show dive? To which he responded with one of the funniest things I've ever heard, which is, I didn't realize you were on pay-per-view, motherfucker. I will love him forever for that statement. I will always remember that now. Will you say that to everything, even if it doesn't make sense? Yeah, it, I, yeah, I won't always say the, the F word, though, because that's not my style. But like, ah, oh, I didn't realize we were on pay-per-view. Come on, Jake, could you hustle? No, I didn't realize we were on pay-per-view, brother. Hmm? Oh, that's cool. Thanks for the heads up. I'm going to say it a lot now. <laughs> didn't realize we were on pay-per-view. We're not. Pay-per-view is dead. Everything is dead to you. Most things are dead. Except for pro wrestling on July 17th only at the Fullen Warehouse in Indianapolis when White River Wrestling returns. Pro wrestling's alive one day only. Well, and you can catch it on pay-per-view, right? Yeah, it'll be on pay-per-view. Yeah, live streaming. Yeah, probably Fight TV or something. I don't know. Fight TV's dead. F-I-T-E. That's stupid. It is Fight TV because people don't know how to spell fight. It's like how Donut used to not be spelled D-O-N-U-T. It actually was spelled with like a G and an H, but then people don't know how to spell it anymore. Same thing with drive through T-H-R-U is now acceptable. Yeah. It's not. Not okay. It's like judgment's not supposed to have an E after the G. And now it's okay because it's acceptable. Part of Planet Fitness's branding is judgment spelled wrong. Judgment-free zone is spelled wrong. I made a sign and I said that, that I could hang up while I was on the phone. So when people were walking by me, they didn't like make a bunch of noise. And I said, in process. And I stared at that for a long time today is like is in process appropriate or should it be in progress bothered me so much that i googled it to find out that well either are really acceptable okay yeah like makes sense well, they, to me they can't both be acceptable one has to be right and one has to be wrong there's such a cop there's a lot of stuff in english that has multiple things that work for the same it's a very complex language it's hard to learn my all my European friends always also make the same English mistakes for stuff that in theory would make sense, but doesn't. Because they have the same bullcrap teacher, man, just like that coach in the last episode. Yeah, exactly. Coach Moore, yes. This is what you get. It's mediocre, and you don't know, but it's the best you have. Yep. Tough, tough. So I ended up going to the train school the next day. Really cool. Stopped at another coffee shop, not cafe to kill time before that. Uh, Am I talking about my train ticket and how I jumped on the thing illegally? You have not. Okay, sweet. So I did you ruin the punchline. Yeah, I did uh, buy a 24 hour transit ticket because I was going to need to jump on some trams and buses. And I was like, 
if I buy it right now at 11 a.m. on this Sunday, it will work until I find or until I get all the way to my bus. It's going to take me to Belgium at 11 a.m. the next day. So I got to buy this 24 hour tram ticket for like nine euros. So I don't have to buy multiple ones. But then I lost my ticket about an hour before my last tram. So I jumped on the tram illegally because it was an unmanned tram. So you're internationally a criminal. Yeah, it, it actually, I found out the term later. It's a rabbit. And then, like the rabbits and hunters are a thing when you jump on the stuff illegally. What is it with you in train stations and losing things? You know, like you wander into the bathroom and whoops, there goes all your train stuff. Train stations are bad for me. And I almost got screwed out of getting to the airport in Spain when I was in there in October because I got off of the wrong stop and tried to get onto another thing, but my ticket didn't apply to that. And they had to let me back into the train station. And she yelled at me in Spanish. I only knew Bendejo. I wasn't really sure what else she said. I try to only take buses. Now trains are bad for me. Oh, and the time I tried to take a train from Nuremberg to Vienna, it broke down halfway. Well, that's just mostly referencing the theft in Japan. Oh those, yeah. Those darn K's. We all know it was the case. It wasn't the J's. Let's be real, but trains are bad for me, Pete. Not good. Uh, the training was dope though. So uh, fun fact about the training hall. I went to the wrestling hall and training hall for the day, but Tingbo explained to me, it's not their normal training hall. You know why Pete? Why? Yeah. So you wouldn't know. No one would know. They had, they're training at a place right now. It doesn't even have a ring in it. It just has matted floors like amateur wrestling mat and then some crash pads. Because they got booted out of their training hall because their current one is being used to house refugees from Ukraine, which is very heavy. So you're not the only one sleeping in a ring, pal. Yeah. I don't know if the ring's still set up. It's not. They told me it's in storage. But yeah, a lot of refugees could be sleeping in a ring potentially, uh, and which I also I said I thought was real cool. Then Ting was smarting me up to the actual politics in the Netherlands, though, and told me how they're playing both sides like douchebags. I won't go in detail on that, but it was super interesting. Obviously, I'm into the politics of all these situations. So they're doing all the really intense stuff on these crash pads and rolls on the regular mats, which was pretty cool, actually, that they're still making it happen. And they have a lot of students, and they were all real cool. They were all super respectful. Also, my seminar was somewhat unofficial. A lot, they didn't really know I was going to be there. Uh, he, he knew I was. Tingbo was. However... It kind of just started me training with them, taking some notes on some stuff I could show my students. And then it transitioned into, all right, Jake, show them stuff. So it was the Jake something work. It's like, yeah, we're not actually going to pay you, but you can have a merch table. See, if they don't remember my last name, that's how they're going to refer to it. The Jake something seminar. But it's not Jake something seminar. It's Jake Omen's seminar. They just don't remember my name. Jake something seminar. Is that why Jake something always asks what his name is? What's your name? Something. Yeah, Sticks. exactly. What is it? He's smarter than I gave him credit for until just now. He's a smart guy. Smart guy. Had a really great trim, a train seminar with all these people. And then at the end of it, I'd mentioned one of the things I dislike about leading seminars in international places is that I don't get to learn what they do normally in training and take it back to my students. So Tingwa threw on the mask. He grabbed another one of his students, this girl named Julie, and he... Let me videotape. You got to save that for the groping park. What? Oh, yeah. Fondle park. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Fondle. Fondle park. Yeah. Not groping park. And then he showed her all. He, they both showed me a bunch of really cool stuff that now I've taken back and showed to my students and I've done in the ring in some matches. Now you fondled your students. Oh, yeah. I have five boys. Fondle them all the time. But I would never touch my girl. 
Dutch Boy Platinum. Probably just a dick about it. Dutch Boy. B-O-Y. Or B-O-I, which is different from B-O-Y. Yeah. That's popular in the beer world, too. If you make a nice lager or a pilsner, they call them crispy. C-R-I-S-P-I. Really? Boys. B-O-Is. I just assumed somebody was being a douche and being sarcastic, and somebody thought it was funny, and it just caught on. They went with it? Yeah. There's no going back now? The beer that me and the crew made commercially at Cedar Creek in Martinsville is often referred to as a crispy boy. I'm sorry, that sounds lame. Real lame. I should also mention, everywhere I go internationally, I find a brew dog. Yeah. There are brew dogs everywhere. Man, they get... A real bad rap here locally, but they actually do a lot of good in a lot of places. So they're they're very popular outside the U.S. Yeah, I saw Budapest. I think I saw one in Amsterdam. Saw one in Belgium. I've seen them in a bunch of countries. Brew dogs everywhere. They're B Corpio. What's that mean? You should look into this because I can't explain it very well. But it's like a more ethical corporation with what they do with their profits and their waste and things like that. Oh, so if you see a spot with a B Corp certification, you can feel slightly smug about your purchase. I'll check that. I'll check that out, yeah. See, I would love to work for them in some regard if it would mean I could go to all these different brew dogs. But I don't drink beer, so it's probably not going to help. I did go to an international grocery store last week, and they had a whole lot of non-alcoholic beers. Brewdog had three or four non-alcoholic beers. Didn't I see you smashing one or just posing with one? Not was, a brew dog. It wasn't a brew dog one. I got a Kronbacher, the German beer imported to Quebec. It was garbage. But that was my first beer with the boys. Story for another day, though. Uh, Krumbacher, or as uh, my friend Jack Vaughn referred to it, Cumlocker. A full man in every bottle. I think his girlfriend, or his wife might have actually came up with it first. The vet seems like a cool guy. He's the best. But if you're at my show on July 17th, I hate him. He also uh, just got a new t-shirt, support your local ring rats. Yeah, he's been real real big about the Rizats. Yeah, his his social media has been on fire lately. Everyone should follow at Vet Jack Vaughn. He's also talking about getting a shirt made that said bring cocaine back to pro wrestling. I will wear that everywhere. Do you think that's a little too on the nose? <laughs> We're in the nose. But nope. <laughs> why not something with bumps? Because there's a double entendre. Yeah, that would be good. Something he he about- listens. There's there's a there's something in there. You know what? I fancy myself a poor marketing guy. Let's let's get together, vet. Yeah, come up with something. Come up with something cool. Just like I, I really want Jake to start wearing Synthol Beast shirts. Synthol Beast. I got to get bigger biceps first. <laughs> I have small biceps. You don't want to go overboard, bro. They're unsynth. You don't want to do Synthol and go to the Anne Frank house, man. Come on. Dude, don't do Synthol. That's a bad trip, brother. Biceps bulging everywhere, <laughs> taking the heat off of Anne Frank and everything right. that she went to. Everyone's going to be staring at you and you're like, whoa, that's not what we're here for. Oh my God, man. Stop singling me out like this. Making me feel like a freak. You might could use a little synthol and even out those triceps though. I, I need to put on my biceps. My triceps are already big. Well, yeah, but one's bigger than the other. No, they are not. E- they're, yeah, exactly. They're not even. One's a lot more huge. That's your strong hand. <laughs> I've talked about being at the Danish arm wrestling championships before, right? And how all these dudes are walking around with one huge arm. (laughs) Yeah, it was the Danish arm wrestling championships. Arm wrestlers, professional ones, have one huge arm and one regular person arm. You just can't devote any time to the other one? 
Yeah, I guess they try to work out both of them. But at the end of the day, you're either a righty or a lefty. But then some people are right dominant. Some people are left dominant. So then they have to have matches both ways, which I thought that doesn't make sense if you end up two out of three falls because whoever flips the coin and wins right or left will win the whole match. What if you screw with someone? So your right arm is just jacked and you walk up to the table, throw your left. What? What's going on? That would be funny to get in their head. Mm -hmm. I was also at an arm wrestling thing in Quebec City once. Same thing. These dudes have one huge arm. Same thing, but just more polite. Yeah, same thing, but in French. (laughs) Sorry about that. Yeah, same thing, but in French. What the hell is brother in French? I was trying to think. What's what's, I'm sorry? Oh, um, I thought pardon. No. The French don't apologize. That's a good way to put it. All right, you won. I mean, they're cowards. They flee, but they don't apologize for it. I appreciate that. You're right. Uh, Another thing Tingua said, which I thought was really funny, and being blunt in Dutch, apparently, was he's like, hey, tell me about this pro wrestling is dead thing. And I was like, oh, okay, man. I started talking before I finished. He's like, I mean, obviously, you don't actually think pro wrestling is dead because then you wouldn't be traveling the world trying to have seminars and trying to wrestle if you thought it was dead, huh? I was like, oh, I, yeah, before I even answered, he nailed it spot on. Like, yep, blunt and Dutch. He spent some time at the cafe before he saw you to enlighten himself. Dude, a very enlightening individual is Tingua. Great, great dude. Big fan. I'd love to bring him here someday. That would be dope. Probably before he know at the rate you're at. It's a lot easier to get someone here from the Netherlands than it is Japan. A lot of red tape. Plus, Hino takes up a whole row, from what I understand. You have to buy him three seats. Three seats on a normal airline. I don't I don't want to buy three Delta seats. Delta. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm flying Delta here coming up. And to me, I, I view it as, well, I could go Spirit or Allegiant. Yeah, I'm going to pay the extra $40 a ticket and go Delta. I'm going to treat myself. Probably worth it. Still better than American. Americans what got me a lot of delays on this trip. So Delta's fine by me. I flew to I flew Delta to Japan several times. Here to St. Paul to Japan. It was a great flight, honestly. And most times I had two or three seats to myself on the way there. No kidding. Yeah. So I could lay down for hours out of the fourteen hour flight. It was fourteen hours. Geez, he know when you booked your ticket? So they just gave you the row? I, I should. I, the, when I book him, I'm like, hey, I'm just put him in the last row and I'm gonna bank on the fact that there's two or three empty seats next to him. He needs those. The person you have to feel bad for are the people next to him. So, uh, yeah, that pretty much uh, sums up uh, my Amsterdam, uh, except for the fact that uh, I finally did jump on the tram illegally, and I took it back to the um, a different train station called like Slaughterzik, um, which has like an L and a couple J's and a D and a couple K's. It's a weird word. And it was like a torrential downpour. And I was dying to go to the bathroom and I went into the bus station and there was a public bathroom, but you had to pay for it. And I didn't have any change in euros in Europe. You have to pay for most public bathrooms. So then I was like, oh, I'll go into Starbucks and I'll buy something. Hoping they let me use their public bathroom, but they didn't have a public bathroom. So then I walked around outside for a while until I found a place like under this bridge that looked like there weren't that many people around. And then I totally whipped it out and took a leak I was really worried that anyone was going to walk by on any of the walkways upstairs, but it was downpouring. So I was like, man, I hope, I hope I got like 30 seconds just to get this done. You went full mannequin boy. Yeah. I'll get to that later story for next week. Probably 
about mannequin piss. I didn't want to say the word. Peace. P-I-S. Well, that's how they get around it, isn't it? Yeah, peace. It's Belgium. It's not uh, offensive. And then... Uh, <laughs> like in England, the C word is totally fine? It's, yeah, it's completely cool. But if you're an American, you say it, you're a douchebag. I don't like that. No. If you're English or Australian, say it, we're cool. Yeah. But, man, if you're American, you're Dutch running around saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then another thing that wasn't fair, my bus from Amsterdam to Brussels, uh, no restroom you could use on that either. Do most of the buses have restrooms? Yeah, normally the long haul ones do, but for some reason it was locked and they used COVID as a cop out. I think COVID is a cop out. A lot of people are milking because they don't want to have to clean bathrooms and stuff. Not cool. Call any restaurant anymore and they don't answer and they blame COVID. At fitting rooms, and a lot of places are still closed because like, well, can't have you try on jeans because COVID. You don't have to wear a mask on an airplane anymore, but you can't be trying on jeans. No, you can't try on jeans. That'd be stupid at Kohl's. I need to buy new jeans. You think I'm going to buy them, take them home, try them on, and then come back and try and return them? No, I don't return stuff. Uh, Kind of a confession. Not only do I not try on clothes, Mm -hmm. I don't wash them before I wear them. Oh, I don't wash them before I wear them. But I had an ex-girlfriend flip on me about flip on me about that once. She went nuts. I'm like, yeah, it's clean already. I also have put brand new sheets on the bed and not washed them. They're I clean. Did, I did get some crap about that one. I go, well, I guess if you're sleeping in them too. I guess that one makes more sense than a shirt or jeans, but those are clean. I'm not selling them to you dirty. They can't. I probably would if I bought something at Goodwill or a thrift store. I'd probably wash that before I threw it on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do have to wash it before they yeah. put it out, but that one makes sense. I will wash those things. Because that's where I get a lot of my gym clothes, especially if I'm going to cut off the sleeves and get them dirty anyway. Well, those and your carp jerseys. My what? Your carp, carp jerseys. jerseys. I, I don't know if I ever would wash that. It's a collector's item. That's how I feel about my Nomar Garcia Para jersey. It'll never be a collector's item. Nomar is pretty badass. Not when he was with the Cubs. Oh, yeah, he wasn't. It was way past. He was an Indian, though. That was great. I agree. Yeah. Also, this guy that comes to my gym, he has a bunch of very obscure Cubs Indians World Series shirts. And one just says, uh, I think it's, is it L L X L X X X? Like it was the series where the Cubs were down by a few and then came back and won. And then he has another one that says, just all it says is the Indians blew a three, one lead. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, this dude, Roy he's the man. It's hilarious. He's got a few of these different, like really snarky insider baseball shirts. On my bus trip to Brussels, I was trying to make sure I was at the right stop, and it was kind of hard to figure it out. And I asked someone next to me, I was like, hey, where's this bus going? And the guy was like, didn't speak much English. He's like, Paris. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I need Brussels. He's like, no, 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 it's Paris. And I asked a few other people, and they're like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And I heard someone else say Paris, and then someone said Brussels. And then when I went to get on the bus, I asked the bus driver who spoke zero English where it was going and he couldn't tell me. I just pointed, I showed him my ticket and then he gave me a thumbs up. I was like, okay. And I got on and then the guy going to Paris got on and I freaked out just a little bit. And then really quickly on my phone, I pulled up a map after we're already going, mind you thinking maybe I'll end up in Paris. I don't know. And so I realized the bus goes from Amsterdam to Brussels, then to Paris so he totally bought a ticket as the final destiny to take him to Paris because that was the second of the cities. A few hours to Brussels and then a few more hours to Paris. 
how confident were you that the thumbs up is internationally like, yes, good, versus like you getting flipped off? I'm pretty sure it's okay everywhere. Well, yeah, but even okay doesn't mean okay. Everywhere. Okay in some places is disrespectful. Well, and apparently, depending on who you are, sometimes it means white power. Does it really? Yes, that was a thing for a minute. I don't think that uh, lasted real long, but uh, definitely a thing for a minute. Uh, that's a little insane. Yeah, I don't think it ever actually meant that. But somebody started that rumor, and so everybody's like, oh, my God. Lame. Somebody took a picture at Disney World, um, like a kid with one of the characters, <laughs> and the character was going, okay. It's like, oh, my God, Mickey's a racist. Like that. There's yep. already a lot of Walt Disney, <laughs> yeah. that might be a Nazi stuff going around. <laughs> it's true. Dude, on uh, the Indianapolis Coffee Instagram earlier, they talked about a new coffee shop that has a lot of subtle anti-semitic advertising not a good idea and dude it actually did and even in the the caption i read it and i was like oh wow that's actually like they're straight up being anti-semitic like even if you thought that or you like were of that opinion why would you put that into the public realm oh man it's not a good idea but that is like part of the reason why i am pretty firmly behind proprietor's choice like if you want to open a spot and allow smoking, if you want to open a spot and allow this or that, or look, dude, if you want to try and open a spot and you're just out now to bigot toward a certain type of people, mm-hmm. see how long you stay in business and in the world we live in now. No yeah. Chance. 2022 and Indianapolis is a devoutly blue city. Yeah. Like you won't survive. Indiana might be red, but Indianapolis isn't. Well, I, dude, even red states I don't allow it. I would. I want you to go ahead and put up all that money, invest the money, buy the building, renovate it, do whatever you're going to do. Get your marketing out, mm-hmm. blow your entire life savings, and be a bigot when you open your restaurant. See what happens. Yeah. How do you think you're going to win? You get just what you deserve. Yeah. You. I, yeah. Does it appeal? How many percent might these things appeal to? Let's round up and say eight percent of the audience. Are those right. 8% going to come in every single day? Well, and like I said, even in a red state in Indiana, where outside the state, people probably largely have an opinion that, you know, whatever, that maybe we're not the most hip and with it in that sense. Just try it. Yeah. Don't think it's going to work. You're going to get shut down. I don't yeah. care what city in Indiana you're in. No one's going to go to your business. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Just interesting thing for the day. It's like, wow, that's pretty in your face about this kind of stuff, man. Maybe keep that on the down low. I want to learn about this place. I mean, then I want to not go. Yeah. You got to look it up. The ad, the, the, their logo was a, the logo was a little edgy and the the caption, you're just like, Whoa. All right. Proudly serving final cat coffee, not because of the affiliation, but because it sucks. Yeah. It's just not good. (laughs) I don't know who likes that straight up. I also wish the owner was a nicer guy. I go in there a lot. It's a cool spot. Dang it, Mike, be better. I hope he listens. Do better, Mike. I would love it if he heard this. I would love it if I got banned from that store, even though I really like that store. For commenting on their crap coffee? Yeah, it's crap. I'm not going to blame Tinker Coffee. Tinker Coffee's great. I don't know how they serve. Once again, I don't know how they serve Tinker Coffee, but yet it tastes bad. But everywhere else in town has Tinker Coffee, and it's great. Look, man, I, I think I said on the last episode, people will go to a place just for a coffee. It's one of those weird things. It's not real expensive. And if it's good, people will go get it. And an expensive coffee maker, from a commercial standpoint, it's really not that expensive. Mm-hmm. You invest money in all kinds of things. Spend 500 bucks. Get the nice, nicest coffee maker you can. 
You make good coffee. Yeah, it'll pay for itself pretty soon. Absolutely. Even at two, three bucks a cup, it'll pay for itself. Yeah. Also, side note, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode, but uh, the gym I used to work at, UFC gym, they're officially out of business now. Their last day was uh, the 31st of May, and they treated me like garbage when I was there. Real bad. Worst bosses I've ever had. But one of my examples of how they blew money was when their second UFC gym opened, someone told me they got this ridiculous espresso machine, I'm pretty sure. It might have been some other type of specialty coffee machine, but I think it was an espresso machine. The boss played around with it for a night or two at his place, and then someone was like, hey, where are all the pods that came with it? And he was like, oh, yeah, I you know used them when I was making stuff the last few days, trying out the machine. And someone was like, that was over $1,000 worth of product. Oh, yeah and he was just like uh oh that's why they went out of business i don't know how they lasted so many like two three years what are, what are they doing with all their podcasting gear oh man that's a good question they had a lot of great podcasting gear they also had a lot of great gym equipment i almost reached out to them to ask about some of it but i didn't want to seem callous or rude even though i should have been there real callous and rude to me you're just dutch just just dutch you're just being blunt that's so much good equipment <laughs> No trainers to tell you how to use it, but they had plenty of good equipment. I'm in the market for a treadmill, man, and some podcast gear. If you go Dutch and talk to him, let me know. All right. Yeah, I'll let you know, man. Sounds good. And then uh, we may or may not talk to other people uh, back on the podcast next week, maybe two weeks or three, whatever. Whatever keeps you tuning in. Yeah, we're just being honest about it. We got we got stuff going on. <laughs> Keep tuning in, though. I remember July 17th, uh, White River Wrestling returns to the Fulham Warehouse just off Mass Ave in Indy. Uh, we're also going to show... July the 4th at the Sheridan 4th of July festival. So that'll be pretty cool. Just noon to one Um, we got a couple great local sponsors helping us out with that. Um, that would be real dope. So, uh, look up at white river wrestling. Uh, we're at off the cliff pod at multimedia hustle is Peter. Uh, I am at Jacob in 2012 and everything. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you soon.